0: Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone-Kercher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, it is time, as they say,
1: for some personal news. I'm sorry, I can't hear all of a sudden. (laughs) I've lost the ability to understand. I'm illiterate.
0: (laughs) That's reading.
1: Sorry, what are you saying? (laughs) You're going through a tunnel.
0: <laughs> well, while I'm in the tunnel, let me shout loudly
1: and say that today is my last day hosting ICYMI. The day I've been avoiding mentally for the last undisclosed amount of time is finally here, and I'm weeping. I'm crying. There are tears There's rolling down my face. There's literally no tears. Just for those of
0: you listening at home, truth in journalism, accuracy in journalism. <laughs> Rachel's not crying. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but we do have to get through this episode, and infamously, the only thing that has made
1: me cry on this show is Sesame Street, but there is a first time for everything. I'm sorry. Thanks for the memories. It's just playing in my head right now.
0: (laughs) I've actually been thinking a lot about what farewell show tune I should perform in full, all out, like, full belt, and believe me, um, I've had some good ideas, because this is, in fact, the last midnight You saw Into the Woods last night. I just I thought saw this that. this would land. I just
1: saw that. I was like, <laughs> wait, I get that one. Wave your little hand and whisper so long, dairy." Wow. It's finally like the Captain America meme of I got that one. <laughs> it only took 16 months, but I got that one. <laughs>
0: I also considered the goodbye song from Smash, which if you know, you know. Goodbye from Catch Me If You Can, a little on the nose. Goodbye until tomorrow from the last five years. I know you know that one.
1: Oh, I do know that one. I would play I'm Still Hurting from the last five years because (laughs) Madison has decided it's her right to decide. I have decided. So long, farewell,
0: what I did for love, you can cry for me, Argentina. Okay, I'm done now. Unless you want to perform a duet of For Good from Wicked.
1: Too much? Okay, I would actually cry. (laughs) like a skybird.
0: What the fuck is a skybird? Literally any bird of flight. Not a penguin. A penguin is not a
1: skybird. Or an emu. (laughs) Or cassowary. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> wow, you really do love me after all.
0: Uh, but yes, what Rachel and I have said is true. My time and In Case You Missed It is coming to an end with this episode. And uh, what a ride. It has been roller coaster. Baby. We did not keep our hands and feet inside the vehicle until it came to a complete stop.
1: Oh, we have fully tumbled out of the roller coaster car, plunged down into the bottom, and somehow survived. <laughs> Over the last, uh, I tried to count. I think it's like 137 episodes. Uh, we Ooh. have
0: we have left no corner of the internet unturned.
1: Okay, we have because the show has to keep going. So there are some corners left unturned. Please That's continue true. to listen there, to the there show. There are
0: infinite number of corners.
1: Uh, we have left no weird thing undiscussed that definitely would have made our mothers cringe. I did find out recently my mom does listen to the show. <gasps> wow. I know. I'm so glad you told me this on my final my final show. <laughs> yeah, she I told her you were leaving and she was like, Oh, y'all had such good chemistry. In that one episode, she watched the
0: first week the show launched. <laughs> Just kidding. I love your mom. So since this is my uh, swan song, I thought it only would be right that we play my favorite game one last time.
1: I'm pouring out a drink. (laughs) Empty Uh, chairs at empty tables.
0: That's right, Rachel. My friends. My friends are gone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm supposed to say my friends. My friends forgive me. Uh, What I'm saying, Rachel, is it is time for my last and certainly not your last game of
1: High Speed Downloads. This might be my last installment because I might perish after this. Who knows? They say Uh, you can die of a broken heart. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break to
0: confirm what a skybird is. And when we get back, uh, be ready for the classic fast-talking bits you know and love or maybe hate. But don't tell us if you hate them. All that coming up next.
1: So High Speed Downloads, in case you're new, are a game where Rachel and I have
0: 60 seconds on the clock to explain to each other a piece of internet ephemera du jour, a meme, a video, some celebrity doing something dumb, and we talk as fast as humanly possible. If you don't like listening to two women talk really quickly, shut the fuck up and go away. Yes, or consider putting your
1: podcast playback speed on a, a slightly slower uh, number. Yeah, don't do 0.5x speed, because then we sound drunk, which we're not at that point of being sad, but that will come later. Uh, Rachel, I make the rules today. Yeah, sure, go so for it. So, you get to go first. <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted to go first or second. This is the right choice. All right, Um, for your last day, I'm going to torture you, because I have pitched this idea multiple times over the past 16 months, and every single time have been met with polite Distant silence. So now I'm going to make you listen to this right now. That's right. I'm going to be explaining the infamous fan fiction, My Immortal. Does this surprise you?
0: Is that related to the Evanescence song?
1: Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. Philosophically, spiritually, emotionally. Yes. Okay. You have 60 seconds on the clock. Three, two, one go. Okay, Marumoto is a famous fanfic uh, written by a still unknown author. That is really important. If you have ever spent time on the internet like I have, you will recognize the first five words of this fucking fic. It's, hi, my name is Ebony Darkness. Dimension mentioned Ravenway and I have long Ebony black hair and that's how she got her fucking name. It only gets worse from there or better depending on how you feel grammatical mistakes. It's a Harry Potter fanfic, but like very loosely in that she doesn't give a shit about canon or spelling anything right. She spells Voldemort Voldemort, Repeatedly. Um, It broadly follows Ebony, who is a vampire, really, she with Draco Malfoy and her eventual time travel to defeat Voldemort I have never read this so please do not come for me if I summarize this accurately it's actually impossible to summarize accurately the thing about this fanfic is that it's the worst thing about fanfic and that it's self-insert riddled with defensive author's notes and like a disregard for <laughs> plot which means that has become a meme in and of itself it has dramatic readings Ten ironic seconds. merch fan art also people still don't know who the author is people have stepped forward who are not actually author like Three, when Anastasia two. died and people <laughs> were like I'm Anastasia Anastasia Anastasia, people are like, I wrote my
0: immortal. Heart, don't fail me now. I wrote my immortal. Exactly. Exactly. You're going to miss me. That was really good.
1: (laughs) Thanks. I'm glad I got the Anastasia reference in there. Yeah, that was really, really critical.
0: Um, So as part of the bylaws of the high-speed downloads, although you can change the bylaws when I leave. uh, Stop. (laughs) You do get to finish... With one final thought. So what what more do I
1: need to know about My Immortal? (laughs) The funniest thing about My Immortal is that there is um, a rift in the community that knows of it about whether or not it is um, satire or real. Okay. A lot of people think that it's a giant hoax. Other people think that it's 100% real because they have read other people's fan fiction and the false pretenders to the throne of My Immortal have um, not really been convincing. So it's still a giant mystery, which on the Internet in 2022 is impressive. I look forward to the full episode you're going to do on this. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't know if I can say Ebony Darkness Dimension Raven Way again. Sorry, one more time slower. <clears throat> Ebony Darkness Dimension Raven Way. She's not related to Gerard Way, My Chemical Romance, but she wishes she was because he's a total hottie. Sorry, is that a bit or is that canon? No, that's, that's literally the second sentence in the fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> Rachel, that was really fun. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad we decided to make these surprises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you knew nothing about that going in. All right, Madison. Actually, I, we're not continuing because if you don't do this, then you can't leave. That's how that works, right? I think our union contract says otherwise. Oh, yeah. We love unions when you... Okay, what you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um...
0: I was going to tell you about some lesbian TikTok drama, but Ooh. then I thought, hmm, I have a better idea. Oh. So today, my high speed download is a 60 second summary of every
1: episode of I See Why, Am I we have ever made. Madison, <laughs> we've made 137 episodes. And I am going to go out breathlessly reaching for an inhaler as I came into this world. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you get five minutes. Yeah, I'm right. joking. <laughs> All right. I don't know if you can talk that fast for five minutes without having an aneurysm. actually perish. Yeah. All right. You have one minute on the clock. Are you ready? No. Okay. Great. Three, two, one go. David Dobrik, my god, man, remember Clubhouse Cinnamon Toast
0: Shrimp? Mm. <laughs> Lil Nas X times like a thousand, nobody is better at the internet. Okay, Lizzo is good too. It's about damn time. Stop stealing dances from black creators. Uh, something about the backstory, but mostly just Rachel talking at me about them. There are lots of women named Rachel on this show. No more Rachel's on the pod. Piss talk, bus talk, book talk, life hack talk, ex-Mormon talk, true crime talk, herd talk, bone talk, rush talk, jewelry, normal, salmon rice, going to the moon in 1969. Do writers not care about my kidney? Lulu or reggings, <laughs> muck milk crates, where is Coney 2012? Don't make me laugh. I've been trying all night. Real nice fucking tits. Cue the Genovian national anthem. Them. Go read All the Young Dudes by Taylor Swift and then read it to Lee Michelle because she can't. Don't worry, the pug with no bones is still alive. I checked Chrissy Teigen. No, the entire show was one big stress in effect. Welcome to the Valley of Nuance. We do talk about Bruno. We do not eat that much liver. Sorry to this king. Go watch Yellow Jackets and Abbott <laughs> at Elementary. Delete your period tracker. Probably also throw your phone into the sea. Am I the asshole? Sorry about the water slurping. Free Palestine, free Brittany. then leave her alone. Leave Couch Kai alone oh too. Also on Caleb? We also, we're tramping through the bush, Shrek is live. Do eat from from cream. Do not eat The lentil crumbles, banana, yes, my dad. Sure and yes, Virginia, those Mormon moms were speaking. Dyke culture is everywhere. Molly the American girl is a dike. She bought her George, everything's an ad. Go to your school board elections and the, the paper towel roll! <laughs> oh, oh
1: my god! <laughs> I think this is the first time I've actually heard the asthmatic leave come out, so I know how hard that was. Madison, you brought up things I forgot about. Does no one care about my kidney? <sighs> I have nothing more to say. Uh, well, not quite. <laughs> because after a short break, I'm gonna interview you and ask you all the burning questions that you have somehow not answered over the 137 episodes that you just so accurately summarized. I'm gonna take this break to double check that count because I sort of fudged the math. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, y'all. If you are new listener to the show, then you really came in on an interesting day. But in case you missed it, we do make that joke every week. Um, we come out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Our Wednesday episode does include Madison, and it was a mailbag episode all about a frog army, pheromones, and something called Yassified Ed Sheeran. Yes, we swear we will make that make sense. You should check it out. And we're back with none other than Madison Kircher, who has taken a break to catch her breath. Um, she's still abandoning me.
0: It's an honor just to be nominated.
1: <laughs> oh, how dare you? After everything we've been through, the ups, the downs, the tears, the things I can't pronounce. <laughs> it's fine. Just have Daniel
0: play you like 20% more show tunes during any given day. And it's basically
1: like I'm here. Okay, well, so we're not going to spend the rest of this episode going over Madison's highlights, mostly because, honestly, we could be here for two hours doing that. (laughs) Instead, we're going to ask her, and by we, I mean me, I'm going to ask her some questions that we somehow haven't managed to get to in the past 16 months. So, Madison, are you ready? Aye, aye, Captain. All right, first question, and this one is extremely obvious, coming from me. Have you ever read fan fiction? Okay, here's the thing.
0: I have almost certainly lied about it in a job interview, but the answer's no. <gasps> really? I perused all the young dudes when we did our show about Ms. King being 89, uh, because oh, I am nothing if not a consummate professional, uh, aka good bullshit artist, uh, but no, <laughs> I never read <laughs> fan fiction, and I... I say I probably have lied about this because I am certain at some point in my life while, like, interviewing for a job or talking to somebody else on the beat, I have, like nodded and yes and did a conversation about fan fiction and its importance on the internet which i fully understand and recognize but uh no rachel i've never read
1: fanfic oh my god this is actually surprising i thought i was just gonna find out about the pairings that you ship but to find out that you just have never read a single word of fan fiction besides all the young dudes which great choice and by choice i mean i love to have foresight on you that is absolutely wild do you are you I mean, I know you're not, like, ideologically opposed, but what kept you from engaging? I
0: think I just missed it.
1: Fascinating. I mean, you weren't really on Tumblr, which is definitely where right. I encountered my first, like, sprinklings of fanfic. So, And I should have been. Because, like, I think about
0: the people I would have shipped, and the first thing that immediately comes to my mind is... Uh, Grey's Anatomy, Arizona, and Cali. And I was watching Calzona Supercuts on YouTube, like just desperate for a version of the show that was only about the queer women. But somehow my brain never made the leap to like, hey, Archive of Our Own is right over there, honey.
1: (laughs) Madison! You didn't even have to want for a world where the show was just about them. That exists somewhere on AO3 right now. <laughs> Look, as my
0: dad says, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. So maybe I'll, Listen, I'll saunter on over there now.
1: If you do, just make sure you filter by kudos, which means by the most liked. So you will get the best fan fiction instead of what's most recent, which is really kind of a mixed bag. Okay, well, I've learned a lot. And that was the first question. Second question. As we all know, and by as we all know, I mean I know because I love it. One of the big things on the internet that everybody loves is scams. Have you ever been a scammer? Have you ever scammed anybody?
0: Uh, well, I accidentally, maybe, committed internet fraud. <gasps> Can Have I you talk told about it?
1: this story? I know this story, but I don't know if you've told this story on the show. You well, guess what? About I'm being... leaving so I get to tell it again. <laughs> I know you talked about being a
0: Neopet scammer. Oh, yeah. But that was very low grade. That was truly just my friends were not terribly bright. Not
1: really a scam so
0: much as I, I just needed smarter school children around me.
1: <laughs> okay, so what was the actual internet fraud you committed? And is it legal for you to be discussing this <laughs> on air right now? I think so. I don't believe that uh, the...
0: Mm, bleep tutoring website that I scammed will come after me at this point. It's been um 16 years, 15. It's been, it's been over a decade and a half. When I was in high school I took physics not to brag uh, and Ew. I was extremely bad at it. Mm-hmm. And I These had this tracks. really just Machiavellian and lazy teacher who put all of our homework online. And the, the way the online homework system worked was every time you got a question wrong, you lost points. So you could get a negative <laughs> homework score. <laughs> so I was getting like negative 40s on my homework. <laughs> and I was a nerd. This was not going to do great things for my report card.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, that also feels like a terrible system. Like, if you get it wrong, you shouldn't lose points every single time. You should get help. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I tried
0: to do. I discovered a uh, tutoring website that I will not name that gave you a free trial one hour of one-on-one It wasn't video tutoring, but it had a screen where you would do co-working through the problems together and you would type in a chat Mm -hmm. box. It was really, really great. Wouldn't you believe Mm -hmm. I did that first hour? I think I got 100 on that homework. And I actually think I learned something.
1: Wow. Okay, so where's the scam come in? The scam
0: comes in because instead of saying, hi, mom. Hi, dad. I'm really having a hard time with physics. I might need a tutor, whether it's online or in person. (laughs) Can we talk about it? My dumb brain. (laughs) <laughs> or, genius brain realized you could register any email and any cell phone number.
1: And as long as you got the two factor code from the cell phone number, you got another hour of tutoring. Oh my God. This is like when you used to be able to just register individual Grubhub emails to get like an extra $20 mm-hmm. off your first order.
0: The good old days. So I did this a lot. Truly, Rachel, we'd been friends in high school, I would have texted you at like 1130 on a Tuesday night and been like, you're about to get a text. Just tell me what it says. Don't ask questions.
1: <laughs> Your friends trusted you so much. You sold them shit. And then you also gave away their fucking phone numbers. <laughs> I, I did. I really did. Shout out actually to the nameless friends
0: and classmates I no longer remember, who I do recall saying, I'm not going to do this, Madison. That's weird. You guys you guys were set up for success. You will not be scammed.
1: <laughs> so I'm guessing this isn't technically legal. The week before my 16th birthday, I received a very scary letter in the mail from that
0: tutoring website <laughs> uh, asking me to cut it out. And also, they were mostly concerned, at least my understanding of it, is uh, this was the point where I escalated it to my parents who were, you know... Less than thrilled, but I love you guys. Uh, They were more concerned that I had taught other school children how to defraud
1: them. Which, honestly, I can we even call it fraud? (laughs) No, it just seems like a a, a hole in the system. They should be tracing it to ISP addresses, not to phone numbers. Right, I mean, there should really be bug bounty, white hat. Like, I'm a good Mm -hmm. guy here. Yeah, no, you were exposing... A bug in their system, and they should be think they pay people for this. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, uh,
0: cleared that up and I've been on the internet straight and narrow ever since. Wow.
1: That is an incredible scam and also just the fact that it emerged not from a desire to make money, not from a desire for like shiny new clothes, not from a desire to get a new phone or a car, but to get help on your fucking physics homework, you goddamn nerd.
0: I think that's the best argument as to why it was not in fact a scam.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, what a girl does to get help on her physics homework is just... That's just hard work.
0: (laughs) I nailed that final.
1: Well, now that we have um, perhaps set you up in some way for legal liability, onto an actually hard question. All day, every day, twice a week, 52 weeks a year, we shit on platforms (laughs) on this podcast and just talk about all the ways that they're fucking up. I feel like we try to offer solutions, but I'm really going to toss this ball into your court and say what do you think platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, what a, what have you should actually be investing in to make them safe and sustainable and not as th- bad as the, the democracy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I this is easy actually and this is a hill I will die on and have talked about many many times, but I love an opportunity to bring it back up. Okay, blue check marks are dumb. The fact that you and I are special and verified on certain platforms and other people are not is silly. Because what these platforms should actually be doing is verifying everyone. They should be confirming ages and identities and making you be who you are online. It would create a safer
1: system for a lot of people in a real big hurry.
0: But uh, platforms don't want to talk about
1: that. That's fascinating because one of the kind of underpinnings of the internet is the ability to be anonymous. And a lot of people really find safety in that obviously bad people find safety in that but there are a lot of people who think or feel like having the ability to be anonymous on the internet allows them to have a presence when otherwise like i don't know their workplace might censor what they're saying i think that's true but i do
0: think on a macro level the safety and well-being of the majority of people online would be improved pretty rapidly if everyone they were interacting with on a certain platform had to be who they actually are. I'm operating on the assumption that, as every internet platform has always had, there would be workarounds. If you want to be the anonymous gay kid on Tumblr, like, you'll find a way. I am open to workarounds. I am open to flexibility here. But I think having been... Impersonated online a couple of times, having discovered oh, yeah. my own face um, being used on a Twitter account to sell nudes of what appeared to be um, underage women, and being told by the automated systems on a Twitter or an Instagram, mm, "Sorry, we can't do anything," and only being able to get those accounts taken down when I went through back channel because I have the privilege of having access to people to back channel with by the nature of my job. The systems aren't working.
1: Yeah, very, very clearly. I mean, I thought your worst impersonation was the fake mormon oh no it was the nudes yeah the nudes do seem bad you would not believe how many pictures of my alleged boobs were on the internet at one point i know this isn't the moral of this story but i have never been impersonated on the internet and now i'm wondering what's wrong with me (laughs) are my alleged boobs not pretty enough what's going on here God. (laughs) moving on from my clear desire to be liked um what was your favorite episode of this show that we have made.
0: That's hard because we've made so many. You know, when I, we started out on the show, I had a Google Doc where I would very diligently like track what we'd done and what was good and what could be better and th- th- what I had contributed and if I liked it. And That <laughs> that
1: document trails off after about three months of shows. Oh, I, I was going to say three weeks. How did you manage to do that? The thing about this show that I feel like we, <laughs> we don't ever talk about on this show is that It's honestly really hard. This is actually a very hard thing to make. (laughs) Making two shows every single week about something that is interesting on the internet is harder than it looks. And also making it sound good in 25 to 30 minutes. Like, I don't know about you, but we kind of did that shit. (laughs) I mean, I think the ones that come immediately to mind
0: are I loved... Our episode, this is dark, I loved our episode about Gabby Petito where we talked to a TikToker who had become a million plus follower TikTok account Mm -hmm. basically overnight as a result of posting about uh, Gabby Petito's disappearance and now confirmed murder. Uh, Just a fascinating conversation.
1: I think we were one of the... first major outlets to say that the Gabby Petito hullabaloo was not in fact empowering feminism and was in fact deeply toxic
0: (laughs) yeah and I I mean my favorite episodes are the ones where we talk to people you know like I loved when we talked to Jonathan Graziano, the guy who owns Noodle, the pug with no bones, who I check in on not so infrequently to make sure Noodle is still um, kicking. But the thing that I loved about that interview was Noodle was in the room. Noodle was on his lap. We, we were like, could Noodle be here? Could Noodle sniffle into the microphone? Thank you. We've talked
1: to some incredible people on this show.
0: Never forget the time we got BYU Virginity Club's admin on the phone, and that guy showed up with his own voice modulator like he was deep-wrote trying to hide state secrets.
1: Just chef's kiss.
0: I have enjoyed talking to people, but also I feel like we did an episode very early on about body positivity and how it's become meaningless. Mm. That I think something people didn't necessarily know in listening to us on this show, unless we revealed it, is that we didn't know each other. Mm -mm. We uh, met approximately
1: a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about this on the show at all. We did not know each other before this show started. And now we will never know each other again. (laughs) And <laughs> now I will pretend that I've never heard of a woman named Madison Kircher or that I know a lot of her deep, dark secrets. <laughs> That's true. But I felt like I bared a few of them, as did you on that Body Positivity episode. And
0: I was really proud of that show.
1: Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the way that we both showed up and were willing to be honest with each other. That it wasn't a case of I'm going to let you go out on the limb by yourself. It was like, all right, we're doing this.
0: Yeah. In the interest of honesty, Rachel, there is something I have um, not said to you in a year and a half. And I feel this is the moment. So you often talk about your favorite recording of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's the La Jolla Playhouse. No, is it
1: really? (laughs) (laughs) For years, I have been saying La Jolla Playhouse, and it is, it's what? La Jolla? That should not be, that should not be pronounced like that. (laughs) Well, every day, I learn something new (laughs) from you. I'm just going to stop learning after (laughs) you leave. (laughs) I'm really sorry, but we're
0: among friends here, you, me, and the ICYMI guys, and I
1: (laughs) I couldn't leave you in the world. (laughs) Just walking out blissfully saying, oh yeah, my favorite, the La Jolla Playhouse. Well, you know, if you do enjoy musicals, the La Jolla Playhouse version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame is simply immaculate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that part's true and that's why I knew we needed to have this conversation because I like, know you're going to continue recommending it to people 100% I will never stop I will never stop okay so <laughs> next up what meme do you reference most in your day-to-day life in what we call the meat space Ew.
0: this is embarrassing <laughs> and also I feel only confirms what we discussed on our minions episode which is that maybe I'm um, slightly closer to uh, <laughs> Midwest My- wine mom than not Uh I, the other day, was hanging out with a new friend. We went to the beach. We hadn't spent this much time together ever.
1: (laughs) And by, like, hour six, she was like, you know, you say we did it, Joe, a lot. (laughs) One of my best friends and former Slate producer Danielle Hewitt says we did it, Joe, like, with an astonishing frequency. So I... I don't think I notice that you do it. (laughs) Because it's
0: become the way that you tack on a a lull in a text. The way I use it is not sensical. It doesn't make sense as a sentence. It's truly just... What's it called? Um, Nod crafty? If I'm sitting in front of you and I'm trying to, like, telegraph to you that I'm paying attention to what you're saying, so I'm nodding and smiling along. That's... We did it, Joe. That's... (laughs)
1: It's just an acknowledgement that we're both humans together in this moment. Yeah. That is what We Did It represents to us. I'm alive. The Celine Dion song. So, we actually don't talk enough about thirst on this podcast. If you had to pick somebody to thirst over, loudly, on the internet, as in run me over with a car right now, who would it be? Ultimately, I do want Taylor Swift to run me over with her car. That's that's the answer. I feel like that's a good choice for you. I mean, that makes sense. It tracks. Not only would you get, you know, the experience of meeting someone whose words you appreciate, but who you also find hot. No, I think that, that works. What song will be playing as she ran you over with a car? Getaway car. Uh you're gonna have to pause. Really? That's the song you wanna die to? Wait, would you die?
0: <laughs> no. No, I mean like a little death, if you know what I'm saying, but Oh the petit mot. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by nerds. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we've come to the point in this episode where the episode must unfortunately end. Yes, I know I said the same words seven times in there, but uh <laughs> this is my final clunky transition. This is my my farewell. Uh go follow me on Twitter at numeral 4EVR Malone. I'm not going far. I'm not leaving the internet culture beat. Hosting this podcast has been an absolute joy. I stand by that our listeners, ICYMI guys, which is a gender neutral term, I'll die on that hill, are some of the best podcast listeners around. The emails we got, the voice notes we got, still get. Please keep sending them. I won't be here to read them, but dear God, keep sending them.
1: <laughs> I was our, like, um, Madison, we still have, to, <laughs> I still have to do this show without you.
0: <laughs> but to get to read and receive that kind of feedback and engagement with our work, which wasn't always positive. Sometimes it was constructive. And more often than not, it was nuanced and smart
1: and level-headed and just, you guys are the best people on the internet. Do you know how rare that is? It was more than we ever could have hoped. And I See Why my is importantly not ending. Um, I <laughs> no, will be no. back <laughs> yes. next Wednesday. But this air of I is. And I'm not going to cry right now because I look disgusting when I cry, but- Madison, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to cry either because the only time I've cried on this podcast was talking about the
0: Kennedy Center Honors Sesame Street. Uh, And we're going to keep that as the one and only time. But, uh, Rachel, it's been an honor and it will be an even bigger honor to join the ICYMI guys on the other side. Rachel, one final question now that I've joined the fandom. Okay. Where can I buy merch?
1: All right, that is the show. I'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode. We are going to keep going. Please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. It is a new My era, and I'm really excited to show y'all what we have. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, will Madison come back? The answer is no. And you can also always drop us a note at ICYMI Slate.com.
0: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader, Rachel Hampton, and for one last time, me, Madison Malone Kircher. Deza Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's
1: VP of audio. See you online. Or not. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Sorry, I just watched Daniel misspell my last name multiple times.
0: (laughs) Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club.